Hey there, I'm Renee, a former hot mess shopping addict turned minimalist mindset guru. In three years, I went from totally broke to debt-free minimalist, started a money-generating blog, and healed my marriage while being a homeschooling, stay-at-home mom. And I did most of this with nothing more than a library card and a prayer. Looking back, there is one thing I wish I had had a friend to share the journey with me who actually understood what I was going through. This is my hope for the Unstuffed podcast, to be a place where you can shake off the need to people please and where we can both show up as our authentic selves, even if we're still in yesterday's sweatpants. Think of this as a standing coffee date with an old friend whose only job is to hear you out, hype you up, remind you that you are already enough and doesn't mind if you spike your coffee. As always, let's keep this simple. Life is hard enough. Welcome to the Unstuffed Podcast. Hey there. Welcome back to the Unstuffed Podcast. It's me, Renee. Uh, Today I was really hoping to talk to you about how minimalism stopped me from being successful. And why it is not the tragedy you maybe imagine when I say something like that. So first of all, I think it's really important. If I were to honestly ask you, what do you envision when you envision success? So if you were to think of a person who is successful, what does that look like? Um, Take the time, form an image Um, get back to me. Let me know what does a successful person look like to you? Because a lot of times when we think of a successful person, I think a lot of us think of the same types of things. We think of somebody who maybe dresses well, looks good, is in good shape, works really hard at their job, has a great job, has a good income, a steady 401k. They have a good house, maybe a solid family. That's kind of a great all-around assumption of what it means to be successful. And what happens when we have these ideas, so these ideas can come to us either from, you know, family members, our surroundings, the communities we live in, um, but ultimately all of these things, the people we surround ourselves and society at large really affect this vision of a successful person. Just think about like, if you were to type into Google successful person, you can imagine exactly who is going to pop up, right? And when we have this vision, this is when we start to feel like we are falling short with where we're at. So in so many ways, all of us try to emulate this idea of a successful person in so many different ways. So that doesn't maybe mean that you're like, okay, I need to buy a Lamborghini and have a business suit. Um, Success can most definitely fit into so many different categories. And a lot of times we don't even realize that we have deemed someone more successful or more worthy than we are. We just kind of fall into copying them. Um, And I say that in the best way This is something I have done ever since I was a kid. I remember I would watch a movie and if there was a girl in it that I really looked up to or I really liked her, I would want her exact shirt for some reason. And this is so terrible. And I was trying 
to think of something else, but Tara Reid in American Pie 2. Oh, it was probably not a movie I should be watching, but I was, I was in my teens. But for some reason, I just loved her in that movie. And I thought she wore a yellow polo polo. Like it was a pol Ralph Lauren polo shirt. And I just had to have it. And my grandma was so happy to buy me a polo shirt. She was like, oh, finally, she's out of her, you know, cheesy clothes phase. I will definitely buy her a nice yellow polo. Grandma was so excited to get that for me. And I bought it because this, this girl, this woman who I thought was really cool had it. You know, we kind of start to copy people early on. If, if I told you that I had never prayed to have the same outfits as Baby Spice, I would be lying, okay? Um, and that's the thing is for me and for so many of us, we try to emulate this idea of a successful person or of a person that we see as better than us or someone we want to be like. We start to kind of copy them in the simplest way as dressing like they do or trying to act like they do or seeing how they are styling their hair. Um, and it's so great. Like, I still love seeing how people style their outfits and how people do their hair. Um, but the thing is, there's a border between like, you know, what's kind of cute to get ideas versus like completely taking on the look of someone else because we don't feel worthy ourselves. And for me, that meant not just my clothing, but also being thin because as a society, you know, while I do see shifts happening around this, it's safe to say that if you are thin, you are just all of a sudden a better human, right? For the most part, in the majority of people's eyes, you are better. You are higher quality. Skinny is what people want to be. People want to be thin. People want to be in good shape. There is a reason that we have spent eight bajillion dollars on diet culture, and that's because there is this underlying belief that if you are thin, you are somehow better than. This is not true. This is just an underlying belief that our society has continued to feed to us for years. And so I worked to get thin. I did protein shakes. I worked out and I love working out. Working out is still something that I do now. Um, but I don't do it as a punishment or because I feel less than, you know, before I used to work out thinking, oh my gosh, if I don't work out, if I don't make it to the gym, all of a sudden I'm just going to be this big giant loser and nobody's going to want to be with me. And my husband's going to leave me. I had just had this horrifying fear that if I wasn't this ideal, then I was nothing. You know, um, this idea of a successfully healthy body and it wasn't healthy because it was causing me anxiety. I wasn't eating nutritious meals. Um, and you know, it's quite possible that the stress of working out was too much. I'm definitely not one of those people. I don't think I ever went too much, um, working out, but I do definitely know people who have, I know women who would literally run to the point of their doctor saying, you need to stop. This is a problem. And they just couldn't because the idea of not being thin was too scary. I did this, like I said, through dressing well, I wanted to look the part of a, of a wholesome, wonderful, put together church going woman. That was who I wanted to be. It was like, I wanted to look a certain way 
oh, it just tires me out thinking about it. Um, because I had this idea that that's what a successful person looked like. That was the idea of who I should be, right? Um, and I did it through my job as well, feeling like I had to have this successful photography career. And if I wasn't as good as everybody else, then I was somehow a loser. If my photos didn't look as good or if anybody complained, then that was a sign that I had failed hardcore. And, you know, my husband, Tom, did the same thing by overworking. He had this desire, this ingrained belief that to be a successful man, you have to be this successful provider. You have to work hard. You have to slave away. You have to provide for your family. You, you, it, that it needed to be work. It needed to be hard. It needed to be a chore. You needed to be exhausted in order to be a quality husband or a quality father. Um, we all, man or woman, carry so many of these beliefs of success and what it means for our lives. And then we work so hard to meet this external view of success that what happens is we detach from our own internal definition of what happiness or what happiness and what success actually are. So here are two things that I want you to know about success. Number one, we are usually chasing success that other people laid out for us. Like I said, that idea of success was pre-laid out for us by society, by our family, by friends, um, by the environment that we grew up in. It was never our idea to begin with in the first place. We have usually spent most of our lives chasing someone else's idea of what success is and what success looks like. And number two, this is a big one. Those people's ideas, the all around ideas of success are usually a broken concept that are based on limiting beliefs and low self-worth. Like I said, with the diet culture, that isn't a healthy thing. Health would be embracing your body, choosing good nourishing foods, not obsessively stepping on a scale or trying to meet some insanely small beauty standard, right? Those ideas of success were built and created. I, I hope, I like to think that they weren't built out of, you know, a bad moral compass. A lot of people will say that beauty industry has, you know, fed on us for years, trying to make us feel bad, bad, you know. I don't necessarily think it was a whole industry of people going, let's shame these women. I think it was a whole society, a whole industry going, we are all not good enough. We all need to be better. They were building these businesses and these concepts around that same limiting belief that they have about themselves that they are not good enough. So then they create this idea of success that is literally not obtainable. And it's built on low vibe foundations, if that makes any sense. So often the ideas of success that we chase come from low vibrational places with the lowest opinions of ourselves rather than stopping to ask our heart what our own definition of success is and what that would look like in our lives. 
I want you to take a minute to consider and ask yourself, what does success actually mean to you? Because I bet you really know that answer. For the most part, you have an idea. And I want you to get as specific as possible. If anybody else could say the same thing as you, then you need to dive deeper. Idea of success being, I just want to be happy. Every single human being on this whole planet just wants to be happy. So you need to dive deeper, sister, okay? My idea of success is having a happy family. What is a happy family? What defines happy family for you? Does that mean time together? Does that mean you are financially provided for? Does that mean that you teach your children how to properly process their emotions? Does that mean that your marriage is solid so that you emulate a good marriage for your children? Get crazy specific on what your idea of success is. This is the absolute first step that I teach in my Minimalist Reset program because when you know your idea of success, when you know the foundation that you want to stand on, it makes it so much easier to stop giving a shit about anything that doesn't align with your idea of success. Minimalism helped me release this in so many ways, and that is why it is part of the minimalist reset, right? Because when you know what you want, you can start to get rid of anything that doesn't align. Nothing that you, everything you need is already there with you, right? So you can start getting rid of all the excess baggage that is only weighing you down. And because you have detached from everybody else's idea of success, this makes it so much easier to begin letting go of stuff because you're attached to your idea. Whew. So today, just take the time to do that step one and get crazy crystal clear about what a successful life would mean to you. End of days, 80 years old, in a rocking chair, what do you want to look back and say you accomplished? Do you want to be able to say like, I always kept the house really cute with seasonal decor. Yep, I always was shopping all the new stuff that they had at the Home Goods and the Target. I'm so proud of myself. Maybe, but I doubt it. But I doubt it. What kind of legacy, what kind of imprint do you want to leave behind on the world? Those that you love, what kind of stuff do you want to have done with your time on this earth? Get so clear about it and then start looking around at not only your stuff, but your schedule and the obligations that you put on yourself. Because you can start to see how much stuff, how many obligations, how many beliefs you have that are just not serving you and they don't matter and they're not aligned with the life that you want. It's so amazing to be able to start to shed off that excess nonsense that you have been carrying around. And minimalism helped provide that for me. The more I started to realize that I was trying to dress myself, to look a certain way, to fit other people's idea of success, oh man, sick, gross. Nothing made me want to get rid of stuff quicker and faster and more effectively than really realizing that I was not living life for myself and that the sooner I course corrected, the sooner I would be back on the right track, living the life that I was meant to live. And you can do the exact same thing. 
If you want to learn more about the minimalist reset, dive into this with me and be guided through it a little bit more. You can always check out the links below where I have links to some of my freebies and also a link so that you can join the minimalist reset program as well. Because let me tell you, my friend, life is short. Life is fleeting. Life will go by quick. And if you are spending it living for somebody else's idea of success that they built on shaky foundations, then you are wasting so much of the potential of that you were given when you were born. Thank you so much for tuning into the Unstuffed podcast. I'm so glad that you were here. And remember, I love to hear from you guys as well. So please take the time to write a review so that each week I can read one of your reviews live on the air. And if you're not quite ready to be done, don't forget that you can head to reneebennis.com slash links, where you can access some of my free trainings and my free guides. You can also gain access to my programs and my trainings, including mini school. Thank you so much for being here. And remember, keep it simple. Life is complicated enough.